It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the moment last. Just kicking down the Well, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition, brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness a company specializing in life-changing nutrition education and counseling. I'm Carolyn Hudson, registered and licensed dietitian nutritionist, and I'm going to be your host today for Dishing Up Nutrition. If you're a caregiver, you're going to want to keep listening. Uh, I find, as a caregiver myself, I sometimes forget that I need to take care of myself before I do anything else, just to keep my energy up, stay healthy, and I am in a good mood. Oh my goodness, the good moods are so important. So I take uh, some time and take care of myself. I, I help my parents and friends both as care uh, as my caregiving responsibilities. I think much of it is like the instructions on an airplane. When the oxygen mask falls out in front of you, what do you do? The first rule is to place that mask on yourself before you assist anyone else. Joining me in studio is Cassie Wenis, a registered and licensed dietitian. Cassie teaches corporate wellness classes and hosts Dishing Up Nutrition. Welcome, Cassie. Thank you, Carolyn. I am excited to be here. I love being on the show because we always get to share a great message with our listeners, but I'm also just excited to be here because you and I both made it safely because, oh my Lord, the roads. They were horrible. Oh, and you had it worse than I did, but when I woke up and saw white and I looked at what the temperature was, I thought, this is going to be a slippery ride. So I'm feeling blessed that we've made it in one piece. Yes, I had many cars and ditches and spinning around in front of me this morning on 494. It must have been worse (laughs) south than it was west, because while it seemed a little slick in areas, I didn't see anybody in the ditch, but you saw a lot. So drive safely if you're out there on the roads. Um, We have a great topic today, don't we? Yeah. The topic today is taking care of the caregiver. And, you know, you and I talked on the phone a couple weeks back. We've been emailing back and forth, just doing some thoughts and some preparation for this show. And as as we started to prepare for this topic, the first three family members that came to mind were my cousin, who has a son with cerebral palsy. He's an adult now, but she will always be that caregiver. And then I thought of my aunts, who in the past year, I suppose, have had to take turns living with my 96-year-old grandma so that she can stay in her own home. And it's interesting to see firsthand what kind of stresses that brings Yeah, more than I realized it would. And you can relate to that. And then it took me a while, and I apologize, Mom, if you're listening, but my mom is a is a caregiver. Certainly, she has an almost 40-year-old son with Down syndrome, and she will, in in a sense, always be a mom of a young child because she still has that right. caretaking responsibility. So we're going to be talking a lot today about the importance of taking care of yourself so that you can take care of those that need you. Mm-hmm. Well, Cassie, you know, when we were talking, preparing for the show, I asked you a few questions uh, about caregiving. And I was really surprised to learn that you don't see yourself as a caregiver. 
I know that you have two small children with celiac disease and you spend hours and hours making sure that they have good gluten-free free food. Speaking of those kids, oh my goodness, I almost forgot to give my shout out. The regular listeners are probably wondering what's up. I have to give a shout out to those two big fans listening back home. Actually, there's only one listening back home this morning. My 10-year-old Riley is at a sleepover. So hopefully, let's see, it's what, 8.08? I hope he's still sleeping. God bless this mother that had the entire soccer team for a sleepover. (laughs) Oh, you're going to have to call her after. Oh, my Lord. (laughs) She might need de-stressing. She might, exactly. (laughs) Yes, wow, bless her heart. It was very noisy when I dropped Riley off and left last night. But but hello to my second grader, Marissa, who is listening back home. Back to your point, Carolyn, you mentioned that, yes, you did ask me, do I see myself as a caregiver? And my immediate sort of knee-jerk reaction was no. And, and I would feel guilty saying that I'm a caregiver simply because I'm a mom. Well, well, I think if you have a child with any kind of special needs, like Down syndrome, ADD, autism, uh, cerebral palsy, cancer, or even like Cassie's kids, an autoimmune disease, or anytime even your child is sick, or you might be that mom that had the soccer team over for sleepover. <laughs> yes, You're point. kind of a caregiver, and you do need good to take point. time and de-stress and take time for yourself. Well, I will say that you have convinced me since that first conversation and just going back and forth with some emails. You know, I, I get it, and I'm ready to say, okay, yes, I suppose I am a caregiver, and yet in my mind there's this spectrum Mm-hmm. of caregiving and and somebody like you Carolyn we were visiting before the show and and where your dad is at right now and the care that he needs that's a lot more time consuming and stressful i feel than me with my kids that have mm-hmm. multiple food allergies mm-hmm. for me it it kind of comes and goes like there are weekends that oh my gosh i am so stressed out and so in the kitchen 24/7 because we have a holiday coming up, let's say, or Riley has this sleepover where I was making a lot of food for it. You know, there are times like that, but then there are longer periods in between where it's just day-to-day routine stuff. So I do see it as a spectrum, um, and I may be on that little bit of of the lighter end of it. But the important part here is, and the main message that we want to get across, is that if you are a caregiver, you have to take care of yourself, and a big piece of that is eating really well. Yeah, you know, um, as you mentioned earlier, I am a caregiver. I'm currently assisting uh, with caregiving of my 91-year-old father, uh, and actually yesterday we brought him home from transitional care, and things were really not good at transitional care, so... Um, we saw him perk up and things were really, really good, uh, yesterday afternoon. And I can't wait to hear from my sister this morning who spent oh, the night good. there, uh, next to his bed and make sure that uh, all is well. And my, and my mom's there as well. But I'm also helping a friend, uh, who is, uh, fighting cancer. Uh, and in the past, boy, caregiving, you know, I've had, uh, other family members go through cancer and, um, I really have figured out that it is so important for me to eat real good food. And I, that that's the only way I can keep up my energy 
and my mood positive. Oh my goodness. My when mood. did you figure that out? Have you known that for many years or was it more recently when you found nutritional weight and wellness that you put two yeah, and two together? I, I think it was more when I, when I came to nutritional mm-hmm. weight and wellness, I started really putting those pieces together. And it was interesting. The other day it was kind of an emergency situation, fly out of bed, uh. head up to a uh, transitional care unit, didn't, didn't even think about grabbing my snacks. Right. And it was 12 hours and I was like shaking and going, why did I do that? Why oh, did I do that? Shoot. Um, but yeah, it happens. It happens, it happens. to everyone. Absolutely. So that's why we're talking about this. Right. You know, and I, I asked that, Carolyn, because just listening to you talk and hearing you say how important it is for you to eat good food, real food, so that you can keep your energy up, all of that. One of the first, oh, I suppose one of the first months here at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, I was listening to the owner, Darlene Kavist, give a presentation, and she made the comment that when you are under a lot of stress is when you need to eat perfectly. And that just clicked in my head, and that was such a new thought, because in the past, before I found Nutritional Weight and Wellness, if life happened and really stressful times came up, I didn't care about what I was putting in my mouth, and it was almost like subconsciously, I felt like I had the right to grab junk and grab whatever because this is happening right now in my life and I have to focus on that and whatever food's available, I'll stuff in my mouth. And I felt awful and I had a lot of fatigue Mm -hmm. and I had anxiety. And now, absolutely, if I'm going through a lot of stress, I try to eat perfectly because then I know I can handle that stress. And, you know, speaking of caregiving, I have a couple of statistics that I want to share with listeners in our country, there are about 45, 44, excuse me, 44 million Americans providing 37 billion hours of what we would call informal and certainly unpaid care every year. So 44 million Americans providing 37 billion hours of unpaid care each year. And I don't think the next statistic is going to pr- surprise too many people. Over 75% of those people providing care each year are women. So, especially if you're a female, the fact is that most of us at some point in our lives will be caregivers. So think about that. How are you going to eat to have the patience and the energy and the stamina to be the best caregiver that you can be. And can you believe you and I gabbing back and forth, we got to take our first commercial break already. (laughs) Um, If you're just joining us, you are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. I'm Cassie Wenis, registered and licensed dietitian. I'm in studio this morning with Carolyn Hudson, who's also a registered and licensed dietitian. Again, if you're just joining us, we're talking about caregiving and how it's important to take care of yourself first. And I thought, Carolyn, before we go to break, it would be a really nice idea to share some of our favorite no-fuss easy recipes with our listeners. Now, one of my favorites is, I mean, really, anytime I can pull out the crock pot, that's a, that's a favorite of mine because it's easy. One of my very favorite crock pot recipes is chicken drummies. It is so easy. So get this. You just buy a 12-pack of chicken legs, dump it into your crock pot, pour a half of a cup of your favorite salad dressing over the top, and anything works. I've used organic ranch before. I've done a balsamic vinaigrette. You really can't mess this one up. So a half a cup of your favorite salad dressing over the top, put that all in the crock pot, crock pot turn it on low, oh, cook it for maybe four to five hours on low, and there you have it. It's that easy. 
Well, one of my favorites is the muffin tin uh, meatloaf, and this one does involve a little bit of prep, but again, it's really pretty simple. Ground beef, a few spices, grated zucchini uh, and wild rice, or sometimes I actually grate some sweet potato or carrots and put it in. I alter my spices to make it taste a little bit different uh, once in a while. Both these recipes are on our website at nutrition, at uh, weightandwellness.com. If you have questions today, please call us at 651-641-1071. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Carolyn Hudson, a registered and licensed dietitian nutritionist, and I'm seeing clients in Eden Prairie for nutritional weight and wellness. I'd like to invite you to sign up for the April series of the Nutrition for Weight Loss. We are offering this series in six different locations this spring to help you get back on track with healthy eating. I will be a team teaching the class in uh, Eden Prairie on Monday evenings from 7 to 8. But we also have classes in Mendota Heights, New Richmond, New Richmond, Wisconsin, Wyzetta, and Lakeville. Call 651-699-3438 for details or register on the website at weightandwellness.com. Carolyn, I'd like to remind listeners that maybe somebody's just tuning in too and didn't hear this, but at the start of the hour, you you make, gave such a great analogy. You talked about okay, if you're going to go on a flight, the the flight attendant tells you about the oxygen mask. If we're going down, if we're going to crash, put that oxygen mask on yourself first before you turn to help the next person. Exactly, yeah. makes total sense, right? Mm-hmm. Because what if you don't? You're going to turn to help the next person. And you're going to run out of air before you really get your job done. So it's such a great analogy because we need our own mask on in terms of nutrition before we take care of others. So thinking of good, solid nutrition as our own oxygen mask really paints a great picture. Yeah, but very, you know, it's very, very true. But as a caregiver myself, that is really a lot harder to do. Than to say easy to say <laughs> easy, hard to right, do exactly so you know and I in the past well just this past week I was guilty of not taking care of myself and just things kind of caught up with me so you know I'm really glad we're doing this show yes. today because you know we always think that we should be doing more 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 until we totally burn out. And do you ever feel guilty if you do take a little time for yourself? Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> why is that? Why does it seem so easy for us women, especially, to lay the guilt trip on ourselves? I don't know what the answer is to that. But I think today we should all make a pact with each other that starting now, we will let go of the guilt. But at the same time, let's grasp on to the importance of good nutrition in order to be a good caregiver because what we eat matters what we eat impacts our energy what we eat impacts our moods it impacts how well or how not well we're going to sleep at night what we eat can either boost our immune system and keep us well or it can sort of suppress our immune system and we're going to catch the next cold or the next flu bug i mean what we eat basically impacts our overall health so it's really important to do some shopping, get in the kitchen at least a little bit, cook some good food so you have that healthy food available. Yeah, so what does that look like, Cassie? Well, one really great idea, and um, I did this just recently because it's Lent and our family is Catholic, and so Fridays we can't have meat. And so I was trying to come up with some new ideas of what to have in the evening for our meal, 
And I thought, I'm going to do deviled eggs and shrimp cocktail. And that's going to be our protein portion. That was either last Friday or the Friday before. But I I knew we'd only eat a certain number of deviled eggs at our meal, but I made about double that amount so that I had leftovers in the fridge. And then I took mandarin oranges and I peeled them up and sectioned them and put them in those teensy little snack size baggies. So it was one mandarin orange per baggie. And it was great because then for a couple days going forward, I had a grab and go breakfast. I could grab three or four deviled eggs, and so that was my animal protein and my healthy fat, and then grab one of those little baggies of mandarin oranges for my carbohydrate, and if it was a crazy morning, I could be out the door with that and have good food with me. Great idea. Well, you know, what I've been doing for lunch is I've been making big batches. One of the batches I make is chili. I love that. I love our chili recipe. Yeah, yeah. So I put two cups into like separate containers. I pop them into the ref- or freezer. Sometimes I keep a couple in the, in the fridge, in the fridge for that week, week. And then when I'm heading out the door in the morning, I can grab that container and I'm ready to go. So, you know, I didn't have that chili this week and I already I probably didn't. I wouldn't have even remembered it if I had it yeah. probably, but eating a good hearty meal is my foundation for self care. And that chili recipe that Carolyn and I are talking about, I believe, is on our website. Oh, yeah. So you can print that mm-hmm. off, weightandwellness.com, and click on resources, and you'll find that under recipes. I love what you just said, Carolyn. Eating well is your foundation of self-care. That makes me think of building houses. And if a house has a strong foundation, it's going to withstand the heavy winds that we get out in Otsego, Minnesota, <laughs> or it's going to withstand the storms and the heavy rains And we all learned this as kids. I mean, think back to that story of the three little pigs. If you build your house out of straw, not going to work so well. Build it out of bricks, it's going to withstand up to the stresses of, of the big bad wolf. And your body is the same way. It needs good, healthy food, good nutrition for its foundation so it can be healthy when you're under a lot of stress. Yeah, for dinner, you know, I love crock pot recipes and meals. You know, part of my morning routine is to throw together my evening meal so that when I it's all ready when I am walking in the door. And usually I'm starving by the time I'm walking in the door. So I like to put like a beef roast into the crock pot, add some water or broth and a few different seasonings, turn my crock pot on low and walk out the door. So I try to keep it simple and easy. And we have a really easy recipe on our website at weightandwellness.com. I know real food, again, is that foundation. Is it, That's my bricks for my body. Exactly. And really, it didn't take much time, did it, to throw those few ingredients in your crock pot before you walked out the door. Right. And it made such or makes such a difference when you come home and have good food to eat. You know, before I found Nutritional Weight and Wellness, I was not putting such great food in my body. I thought I was, but I was on that low-fat, high-carb kick. And I can look back now and see how awful that was. I had awful cravings. I had a lot of fatigue. I had a lot of anxiety that seemed to be getting worse. Now that I eat the Nutritional Weight and Wellness Way, I feel so much better and I have so much more energy, physical and mentally, to get more done. Yeah. It's worth it. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. You know, Kathy, I can kind of hear some of my clients saying, oh, my goodness, I do not have time to be cooking that much or you know, I'm so busy. So this is how I do it. I figure out what recipes I want to be cooking that week and I make a list 
then I go shopping. So let's say uh, you're making the cream cheese crockpot chicken, one of my favorites, by the way. I look at the recipe and add chicken breasts, the black beans, salsa, and cream cheese to my list. And then just like I would schedule a doctor's appointment, I schedule when I'm going to shop so that I'm prepared to make my dinner in the morning and have it ready when I walk uh, walk in the door. This is just so much easier than trying to think of what I'm going to eat on the way home or at the grocery store. I mean, when you're hungry, I, when I'm and, hungry. yeah, exactly. having cravings, not exactly. a good idea. And I know, I, I really know from personal experience, it might seem exhausting, maybe a bit annoying to take the time to sit down and write out your menu for the week. At least that's what I do. I write it out for the whole week. But it, it really takes a layer of stress off when you do this. And now you have a plan. And then if you take those menus and make your grocery list and actually get to the store and shop, it's just so nice to have a plan and then you'll have leftovers in the fridge and to be able to open up your fridge yeah, those and have leftovers are great. Oh, I love leftovers and have those healthy foods staring back at you. You will feel better. You'll have better energy. You'll have better mood. So it is worth it. And don't be afraid to enlist the help of family members. You know, maybe it's you that makes the menus and the grocery list. But then maybe you share the work by having your husband do the shopping. Or if your husband gets home from work at a decent time, or maybe he has some time on a weekend, get him in the kitchen chopping vegetables and prepping those vegetables. Because we all know on a busy night when you're trying to throw together a dinner meal, if you have the onions and the peppers already cut up, it's a whole so, lot simpler. Yeah, yeah, so much easier. Or if your kids are old enough to use a knife in the kitchen, get them involved. And don't forget moms and mother-in-laws. If you have a mom or mother-in-law that lives close, ask for help and don't feel guilty about that. Usually moms and mother-in-laws love to help and they could make a recipe or two that you could put in your freezer for those crazy times when life happens and you just can't be in the kitchen. Yeah. Well, you know, I love to cook. Absolutely love to cook. And that's one of the ways I kind of de-stress. So I am so happy to double batch a recipe and give it to a friend or, you know, my mother, whoever needs it. I would be more than happy. It's just as easy to double batch a recipe as it is to make, you know, just, just a, a one, couple. Yeah. One recipe's one worth. Recipe, yeah. Right, why right, not right. double it or triple it? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, I know I feel so much better. You know, when I eat, not just once or twice a day, but five or six times a day. And those don't have to be the big meals. They just have to be balanced. Yes, absolutely. And when we come back from break, we're going to explain exactly what we mean by balance. All right, we're gonna okay. we're gonna go to break, okay. and uh, Carolyn's got a, yeah. a little bit of research before we do that. Okay, though. Okay, well, you're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you have questions today, call six five one six four one one zero seven one. I want to share an interesting new piece of research out of the University of Chicago about sleep deprivation. They found that the lack of sleep may increase how much and what food you eat. So in other words, if you don't get enough sleep, you can have sugar cravings and will want to eat sweet, salty, and fatty foods. And just another reason to get enough sleep. Absolutely. We'll be right back. 
At the end of a busy day, it can be tough to get motivated to get out the door for another obligation. And once you're cozy at home, who wants to go back out? But you still want to work on ways to feel better, and nutritional weight and wellness can make that easier. Right now, there are popular Balanced Foods for Balanced Moods classes available online, so you can balance your time, too. This class shows you how to use real food to reduce negative moods, increase energy, improve memory, and manage stress. And did I mention it's delicious? Get the same breakthrough coursework taught by the experts at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, but from your home and on your schedule. Learn how to feel better with the Balanced Foods for Balanced Moods class and do it in your slippers and sweatpants. Sign up today. Go to weightandwellness.com and register in a snap. It's online learning from Nutritional Weight and Wellness that helps you balance your time, too. Go to weightandwellness.com. What are you waiting for? Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. And remember, if you have questions for Carolyn or I today, you can call us here at the studio at 651-641-1071. Our topic today is taking care of the caregiver, and we love to hear from our listeners. Now, just before we went to break, Carolyn was talking about the importance of eating balanced to keep your moods up, to keep your energy up. So what does that mean, eating balanced? Well, what I like to tell my kids, and I think it's a good way for our listeners to think of it too, is that when you're eating balanced, you want to remember that the magic number is three. And there are two reasons behind the magic number three. First, every time you stop to eat, you want to have a protein, a carbohydrate, and a healthy fat. Those three things. And the second part of that magic number three is that you want to be eating about every three hours. Now, the longtime listeners of Nutritional Weight and Wellness know that we are big fans of animal protein when we say protein. So when you're putting together that magic number three for your protein piece, you can choose things like beef, chicken, pork, fish. Those deviled eggs I mentioned would be another great example of an animal protein. When you're buying meat, we do suggest that you purchase grass-fed meats when you can. They are so chock full of those omega-3 healthy fats. When you're buying fish, wild-caught fish is your best choice if you can find it. When we talk about carbohydrates, Carolyn, what do you think the first thing is that comes to mind to oh, the I'm listeners? Sure. Yeah. Bread, <laughs> pasta, <laughs> potatoes. That was the first thing that always used to come to my mind. And those are true carbohydrates. Yeah. They're very American carbohydrates. Yep. <laughs> but what we hope you think of when we say carbohydrates is vegetables, vegetables, vegetables. And most of us could stand to eat a few more vegetables. We like you to strive for five to nine cups every day and get a wide variety And you want those mostly to come from what I would call the lighter vegetables versus the starchy vegetables. So things like broccoli and cauliflower, bell peppers, spinach, kale, those are all wonderful choices. Now, fruits and grains would be considered vegetables as well, but those turn to a lot of sugar, so you want to eat them in smaller amounts. And it's best to shoot for about a half of a cup serving size of either a fruit or a grain with any meal or any snack that we're putting together. So when you're eating this way, when you're choosing animal protein and vegetable carbohydrates, it helps keep your energy up. It helps keep you in a good mood versus when we overdo it on those processed carbs, the bread you mentioned, Carolyn, the muffins, Mm -hmm. the cookies, they rob us of our energy. They make us have be more prone anyway to those low moods. Nothing good happens. Exactly, exactly. And the third part, we're talking threes. 
protein, carbohydrates, and the third is fat. So we really um, are advocates of good, healthy fat like butter, coconut oil, olive oil, avocado, full-fat dairy, nuts, seeds. And I say no low-fat meals for me. As a caregiver, we really need to be done with that fat phobia stuff. And boy, does butter make your vegetables like broccoli taste great. It does. Yeah, good fat makes all of your food taste better. And it's not only that it makes your food taste better, but we need that fat to absorb our fat-soluble vitamins. And we also need fats for healthy brains. Did you know that your brain, I know you knew this, Carolyn, but for listeners, did you know that your brain is made up of 60 to 70% fat? So if anybody's ever called you a fathead, take it as a compliment. (laughs) I mean, seriously, that's what it's supposed to be. Mm -hmm. So why would we ever think that we could have a healthy brain by eating low fat or no fat? Yeah, I I don't get it. I don't get it, but I did it for years. Mm -hmm. That's true. When the craze was all low fat. And it's really scary to think how I was starving my brain for many years. Mm -hmm. Don't Mm -hmm. starve your brain. Eat plenty of those good, healthy fats. It will help you deal with stress better. It will help keep depression away. It'll help keep anxiety away. And it gives us more patience. Yeah, yeah. I'm always surprised that most people don't realize that there's actually a connection between food and our moods. And protein, in fact, is that building block for making our feel-good brain chemicals. We need protein throughout the day to keep our mood positive, happy, and able to handle all that stress. So when you're under a lot of stress, your body burns up a lot of these brain chemicals much faster than if you're not under stress. So having protein throughout the day is an excellent way to keep those feel-good chemicals working really hard in your brain. And while it's easy, again, we talked about this before, easy to say, harder to do, easy for us to say, eat plenty of animal protein. Sometimes it gets tricky as to what do I grab quick? Well, one quick and easy way to get your protein in right from the start of the day is to make a protein shake. Or at our house, we call them protein smoothies because that sounds more appealing to the kids. Um, and it's so simple. And I'll give it to you right now if you're in a place where you can write it down. Four simple ingredients. You can dump it all into your magic bullet or your blender. You take a half a cup of full plain, full fat plain yogurt, one cup of fresh or frozen fruit, two tablespoons of the full fat coconut milk from the can, you know, the kind you find in the Asian aisle. And then last but not least, one to one and a half scoops of a high quality whey protein powder. And that's it. Just mix all those four ingredients up for a couple of minutes in your blender. Fast fast and easy. Fast and easy and so delicious. You feel like you're having a treat Mm because it tastes like a milkshake. And another idea when it comes to this protein shake recipe is to double or triple the recipe that I just gave you and then pour about a half a cup into containers that can go into the freezer. Mm-hmm. I know some of the gals over in the St. Paul office use the ball jars. Mm-hmm. Jars yeah. are just a fun, trendy thing right now. So if you have some, use them or you can pick some up at Target. Freeze half cup serving sizes and then you have a snack size portion. So if you're feeling a little low in energy and you grab one of those from your freezer, let it thaw a little bit. It's a great pick-me-up snack. And thinking of quick and easy snacks, another super fast idea that comes to mind if you don't have 
the protein shake made up ahead of time and in your freezer is to simply grab an apple out of your fridge, a small apple, slice it up, put a few tablespoons of either a real peanut butter or an almond butter on each slice. That's sweet and salty. Goes Mm -hmm. so good together. And then for your protein piece, because remember the magic number is three, you can add a cheese stick or a beef stick to round out that snack. Yeah, simple. that is really simple. But I just want to go back to that nut butter thing. You know, when I choose peanut butter or almond butter, you know, I, I look at the ingredient label and I make sure that it's just that the nut and a, a little bit of salt, no sugar, or other ingredients. That's not necessary. Good point, because while there are really a lot of great options out on the market now, there are still some of those junky ones, too. So read your ingredient list. I know right now in my fridge at home, I have the Smucker's organic brand of peanut butter. I got it at Super Target. And all the ingredient list says is organic peanuts and salt. And it's delicious. Yeah. And we have a collar. We're going to take Cindy on line one. Cindy, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. You have a question for us this morning? Yeah, I was wondering, um, there's a lot of talk about MCT oil, and where does that come from, and what is it, and is that a good oil, a good fat? Great question. Do you want to just hang up and listen? Sure. All right. Thank you for that question. So MCT oil stands for medium-chain triglycerides. Uh, You know, it's certainly a healthy fat, It would be one that gets turned into energy very quickly, if I'm remembering right. Medium-chain triglycerides go right to your liver to Mm -hmm. be converted to energy. And so I'm trying to think of some of the applications where we might suggest it in clinical practice. And I'm... I tend to go more for the the very available of uh, good fats that we're cooking with and eating right. with, rather than that. You know, sometimes obviously we we recommend omega threes, yeah. Uh, you know, DHA and EPA, and but you know, MCT oil. You know, I it's a I good, don't. Yeah, it's great it's oil. It's a good fat, but yeah. 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 But I think your message, Carolyn, and I'm liking it is you can just keep it simple. Keep it really. simple. Keep it with real food. Yep. So MCT oil would, you know, be a fine, healthy oil, MCT referring to the structure, the medium chain aspect. But I will tell you in my kitchen, I love to cook too when I have the time, but I also love to keep it simple. So for healthy fats, when it comes to cooking, I have coconut oil, extra virgin uh, organic coconut oil, extra virgin olive oil, and butter, and those are the three yeah, those healthy are my fats mainly three that I use. Oh, well, and then, of course, I use a lot of avocado. <laughs> well, sure, and then we can talk about the avocado yeah, yeah, or absolutely. the... Say, speaking of avocado, a great one that I, I barely had two minutes to grab a snack yesterday. It was just crazy. But I had a ripe avocado, and I'm like, I know what I'll do. I'll just put half of that ripe avocado in a bowl, and I put half of a ripe banana in there and a scoop of half a scoop i think of protein powder i got this recipe from brenna oh protein pudding and i just stirred it up really fast it works great if you put it in the blender too but my blender was in the dishwasher so i stirred it up as good as i could and i had my little protein pudding for a snack and boy that gave me energy and carried me over so that's just a another- good one i haven't actually even tried that one i know i've heard the recipe but i haven't tried it so that one's on my list to try this week it is good. Yeah, it is yeah. good. I know, you know, one of my go-to snacks is that deli roll-up. You know, I take my nitrate-free uh, meat and I spread it with a full fat. Sometimes I use that, I, I use avocado, but 
cream cheese. In fact, that's what I've got today. I've got some nitrate-free ham. I spread it with cream cheese, and then I put um, yellow and red peppers in it, oh, and pretty. I sliced it up. So I've got I've got it all going on there. I've got my three legs or my three Magic pieces. Number three. My, yep, exactly. You know, but you can. The reason I really like this snack is you can change up the meat. You can change up your fat. So you could use mayo or. Um, or the avocado or the cream cheese, whatever you really want. And sometimes you can even add, you know, like mustard or sriracha to those things. Or to, sriracha or, mayo. Sriracha I have mayo. Some of that yeah. right now. At oh, home. wow. Mm-hmm. That's great. Great. But that's but, a good point. It, it's hard to tire of that snack because you can always be changing up exactly. the so ingredients. Those are the three things I think about and putting on my list every single week. Make sure I have that so that I have a good um, go to snack. That includes the protein piece. Good. Good idea. Well, we're going to go to another commercial break. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. I do want to give you a little food for thought before we run those commercials. There's new research out of the University of Texas Anderson Cancer Center. This research found that people who ate a poor quality, high sugar diet. Okay, hello. I think of the standard American diet. So people that were eating a poor quality, high sugar diet were at a 49% greater risk of developing lung cancer. Now, what I found even more surprising about this study is that the trend was even stronger when the study focused in on people who had never smoked. So in that group, those who scored highest in terms of high sugar diet, this is the group that had never smoked, had more than double the odds of lung cancer. Oh, wait, did I say that right? Yeah. Yeah, had yeah, more than said, double yeah. the rate of getting lung cancer versus the people who were eating a lower sugar, a, a lower carb diet. Wow. Lung the, cancer, I always think of smokers, but this was people that weren't smoking. They were just eating high carb, high sugar standard amazing. American diet. So some good food for thought. If you have a question for us, you can call us at the studio at 651-641-1071. We'll be right back. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. Each week, we present a simple but very powerful message. Eat real food and balance to support good health. You know, it sounds really simple, but we find it's really new information for many people. Even though we have said the same message for 11 years, uh, the Nutrition for Weight Loss program is based on real food, real meat and fish, real fruits and vegetables, and good beneficial fat, such as butter, olive oil, and nuts. Here's a comment from the, uh, a past Nutrition for Weight Loss client. I don't feel so bloated. I'm much more limber and flexible. My cravings went away. Mental fog is lifted. I have more energy. I just feel better, and I've lost 11 pounds. Wow. Real food is the answer. Please call us here at 651-699-3438 to set up an appointment so you can experience these benefits. Hearing you mention making an appointment, Carolyn, it it brought back that I uh, was in touch with my cousin that has the the adult son with cerebral palsy talking mm-hmm. of caregivers. And I, her and I were texting back and forth recently because I was telling her about the radio topic. And, and I said, what do you do to keep stress at bay or to de-stress? And she mentioned several things. One of the things that comes to the top of my mind right now is going for a power walk. It clears her mind. We all know exercise, right? Mm-hmm. For me, yeah. exercise can really make a stress headache go away and and just help me clear my thoughts. So she talked about the importance of exercise for her. Yoga was another big one. 
But another thing that my cousin Pat said is that eating the nutritional weight and wellness way is very important for her to keep her stress under control. And she ended the text message by saying, and also regular visits with my nutritionist, Darlene Cavis. Oh, how wonderful. <laughs> you know, so the power of real food, right? Yeah, exactly. Now, we had, before we get back to our topic here, we had a caller that didn't want to go on air, but had a question about oil pulling. And do we recommend it? And I guess... I, I don't oil pull, but I'm going to try to describe it as best as I know what it is. It's when you put coconut oil in your mouth and you let it sit there and kind of swish it around. And I believe you're supposed to do it for 20 minutes. Yes. And like Carolyn said to me during the break, who has 20 minutes to do that? If I remember right, Dar had mentioned to me that she does it every morning, but for a few minutes, not 20, because mm-hmm. she doesn't have the time. Jennifer, that I team taught with here a couple of weeks ago, works for Nutritional Weight and Wellness. She does the oil pulling. The benefit of it is that it it's coconut oil. So coconut oil is antibacterial. So if you have any type of gum disease or, or right infection in your mouth, it's going to help to kill that off. I think it can also help if you have some trouble spots where it looks like a cavity might be forming. It can maybe help in that area too, if I remember right. So certainly nothing wrong with it. We would say go ahead and do it if you have the time to do it. Just do not spit that coconut oil down the sink because it solidifies and you will clog up your (laughs) sink. So find a different place to spit. Um, And then there was another caller that didn't want to go on air that said, would it be okay to get some of your vegetable intake in by eating or by drinking something like a V8 juice? Well, you know, the first thing that we say here is we really want you to be eating most of your vegetables. Yeah, you can put some vegetables in a smoothie or in, you know, one of your protein drinks. That would be okay. But when you turn to like a vegetable drink or a fruit drink, uh, there's often a lot of carbs in that, a lot of sugar. And in V8 particularly, there are other additives that aren't right. necessarily good. A lot of sodium. Processed. It's a lot of processed. Sodium. So I would, I tell my clients, please try to eat your food and then you know you've got that fiber in there too that and that that's much more satiating or yes. you know satisfying than drinking you know four ounces of a juice i agree so wanting to give some more practical ideas here carolyn because i know the listeners love to have ideas of how do i do this magic number three protein carb healthy fat I talked about deviled eggs at the start of the hour and how how I had made extra and I was using that for a quick breakfast, but it could also be a quick go-to snack. Two deviled egg halves, two or three, and some veggies. The animal protein is your egg, the mayonnaise Mm -hmm. in those deviled eggs is your healthy fat, and the veggies are your healthy carbohydrate. Again, when you eat this way, protein, carb, healthy fat, it balances your blood sugars and that keeps your energy up, that keeps your moods good. On the other hand, if you're snacking on things like popcorn, like I used to do back before I found Nutritional Weight and Wellness, that's a high sugar food. That can really lead to a lot of fatigue later in the day. And here's an interesting fact. You know, growing up on a farm, my dad always said that grass-fed animals are lean and corn-fed animals are fat. And that's the truth. And you know what? It happens to us humans, too. So maybe if you're trying to keep a slim waistline or if you're trying to lose some weight, Stay away from the popcorn. It'll fatten you up. Yeah. And you know what? When you skip meals, which a lot of people are doing, you're aggravating that already stressful situation. And think of it this way. You're actually irritating your brain. So 
I'd say that's probably not one of the one of the things that you want to do as a caregiver. You do not want to aggravate your own your brain. So um, by when you have all this added stress in your life, you want to be in a good mood. So as caregivers, we want those nice, even moods, maximum amount of energy. So we need to eat frequently and not cookies and candy, but meat, veggies, fat, good food. And another great tip that we can't forget to share with our lis- listeners is make sure you're drinking enough water. At yes. our house, we like to call water your energy drink. Oh, And we know, you just said it, we need a lot of energy when we are a caretaker. So at least 8 to 10 glasses of water every day. Like I said, it helps keep your energy up. It helps your muscles stay hydrated. It actually helps your memory to work well. When our cells don't work as well, when our cells don't have enough water, excuse me, they don't work as well. So 8 to 10 glasses. For me personally, when I'm at home, I have a, a nice glass carafe. Mm-hmm. You know what a carafe is? Like a yep. water pitcher. And I know it holds a little more than four 8-ounce glasses of water. So I fill that up right away in the morning. And I know in my mind, I have to drink two of those throughout the day. And it's just a good way for me to track my water and motivate myself mm-hmm. to drink it. Yeah, another um, thing that I tell my clients, especially the ones that aren't drinking enough water, is to... Try to have eight ounces of water every single time you eat. So that's a snack or a meal. And, you know, if you don't like just plain water, then add some lemon, some a, a lime, a cucumbers, just anything for a little bit of flavor. Little pizzazz. Yeah. And let's not forget the importance of sleep. And sometimes this is a tough one, but we all know it's very important to get sufficient sleep when you are a caregiver. So eight to nine hours of night. Sleep can be a real issue for caregivers and most people are not getting those eight to nine hours of sleep. I know for myself, I need to take magnesium glycinate at bedtime to help my muscles relax, help my brain make some serotonin so that I can fall asleep. So if you are struggling with some insomnia, that would be my first suggestion is to try about 400 to 800 milligrams of magnesium glycinate. Mm -hmm. Other possible supplements you might try are two to four NeuroCalm. That's a great natural supplement. Most people are very surprised to find out that waking up around 3 a.m. in the morning is often caused by being hungry. And that isn't really a body hunger. It's a brain hunger. So we can avoid that 3 a.m. body wake-up call Uh, just by having a balanced snack before you go to bed. If you found this show interesting, please share it with a friend or family member. Our message each week is how eating real food supports your health. A simple but powerful, life-changing message. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you enjoy this podcast, please share your favorite episodes with a friend or leave a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or iHeartRadio. The content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Product statements have not been evaluated by the FDA.